The Tuming Mursiyat and Ishmael, it's the fascinating story of the origins, the birth of Shmuel Anavi, is the Gemara of Masra. Hadaf Yadal Arabes related Shmuel Anavi, authored Sefer Shoftim, authored Megillah Sush, and of course the very Sefer that is named for him, even though it's to get to the Tachlis of the establishment of the Davidic dynasty in Machus based David. Shmuel the author. Uh, tells us the story of the very beginning. It all comes down to Shmuel, the one who anointed the first of all King Shola Melech, and then, of course, David Melech, and the start of the Davidic dynasty. So let's take a look again at Perakal Posigal of Echad. There was a, a certain man. What's this additional Echad? So he mentioned the Malbim who pointed out that it's not Stam by Yish, and there was a man. It's Ish Echad. What's Echad? Echad Kenotz writes the Malvim Shemorishayim Yuchan Leizet Eregodol that Haidu he was designated for something Miyuchad a specific mission and not highlighting his own intrinsic greatness per se. Rather writes the Malvim he was destined for something Miyuchad for a Dover Godol and what was that just like we talk about Ish Echad who was the father of Shimshon. Uh, so too he was Miyuchad Leholodos Shmuel Anavi. Shmuel Anavi was going to come from him. So of course Shmuel the Anav writing the Sefer, he's not telling us that was his godless, but suddenly alluding to the fact that this is Echad, his godless was that he was Miyuchad to bring Shmuel Anavi into the world. We mentioned how Rukhaim Elohim expressed and more than he's jealous of this Rebbe the Vilnagon, he's jealous of the Yiddish uh, the mother of the Vilnagon who brought him into the world. Similarly, Rabbaruch Berlibowitz would say his star Talmud was, of course, Ruben Gazovsky, who was ultimately sent to be the Rosh Hashiv of Tervadas after Shlom Hyman. So that was his son in law. That was one of the star Talmudim. Another star Talmud was Shlom Hyman, the first Rosh Hashiv of Tervadas. And when Shlom Hyman sent a Shtukotaira back to Europe to his Rebbe Rabbaruch Berlibowitz, Baruch Ver wrote that it was Kedai, all the Chivle Leda, all of my mother's birth pains to produce me was Kedai just to have a Talmud Rishlom Ayman of the world. It was Kedai that I came into the world so that Rishlom Ayman could come from me. That was the God of the Son Rishlom Ayman and the first Rosh Hashiva of Torvadas. So that was his greatness, his greenness in the sense that it was Meyuchad for such an accomplishment. But that's not the only idea. He writes the Midrash in Bamidba Rabbah and Parsha Yudin Osei bought by Rabbi Yisha Hasid and Ishe Tanakh. How we have the Midrash also homing in on Vayish Echad, Komok Meshinamar Echad, Agadolo Lefishalo Hayim Bedoro Kayotzi Bo. What's Echad? He himself was Echad of Meyuchad, not because he was destined. Afrei Dover Godel, he was destined for greatness to produce Shmuel Anavi, who himself would become the greatest of Nevi'im, equated on par from a certain perspective of Moshe Rabbeinu. But writes the Menrish, what's his Shechad? Wherever you encounter the word Echad, that connotes a sense of godless to Hainu, he was great in his own right, irrespective, regardless of the illustrious child that he would bear. He himself was in Yuchat. He himself was an Adam Godol. He was the Goda Ador. There was nobody in his generation like him. So we have two different ideas of the word Echad. We will get to Chana's greatness, but we want to know that before we even read about Chana's greatness, the last one walk away and say it's all about Chana. Shmuel was the product of the renowned Chano, but also the Choshem Yishechad. In other words, we shouldn't think it's just because of Chano. Just saying that also. But of other also, that's why we point out the Malbim when we get to the second Pasuk. Uh, she is listed first. She, of course, is the primary wife of Elkanah. But Elkanah uh, was Choshev, was Miyuchan in his own right. And the Melbourne continues. He was Menar Asayim Tzofit. He came from a Shemokum, a place called Ramasayim Tzofim. But more than that, he writes the Rabbach. And the Malbim and others cite various explanations of what exactly means the place of Ramasayim Tzofim. Tzofim is obviously someone who sees into the future. So even though the Rishonim say, Avada certainly was a place 
It was from the remote, from the high place of Shahayyub Eretz Tzuf, which was Bahar Ephraim, and it was called Ramamasayim Tzufim. Amba writes the Rabbah. Uh, there's another idea. And what is the idea? Haron Tzemazen Shuhayyum and Anoshim Ayoshim Beromo, Ashayyitzofim. He was of those people and that sit on high places and they see into the future, just like if you want to see into the distance. And you go and ascend to a mountaintop, or when you're at the peak of the mountain, you could see how far into the distance. Uh, so too, not simply a geographic location on a map, uh, but writes the Rabbah, he was of those people who was sitting in high places, Shahir Tzofim, Arat Salomar Nefiyim, based on the Gemara Megillah Yadalit. And not simply, I need to know where his place was. Yes, the Nevi'im always do that. They want us to know geographically, where are we talking about in Eretz Yisrael? But what's on that? And we're expressing it as Ramasai Yitzofim writes the Rabbah. We want you to know he was something special. He was of those people who sit on high and are able to see into the distance. He himself was Zohar to Nevuah and was Mibnei Hanavim, of course, from Sheba Levi, but a very special person. So he was Mayan Ephraim and his name was Okono. Ben Yerocham and Aliyu Ben Atoh Ben Suf Ephrati. And what's this idea? Of Ephrati, so he said the same thing. He wasn't a mamish Ephrati. Again, the name of a place. Ephrati, he comes from Awir B'nai Ephraim settled. And that's also highlighting the location. But Avado, we know that he was a descendant of Asheva Tlevi. Since he dwelled in Har Ephraim, just like we described later on in Sefer, Shavuot Yitzayin Yibayi's David, we'll see about him, and that he was Ben Isha Frati, and yes, the Gemara Dashans that David was ultimately a descendant of Miriam, who herself was labeled in Afrati. Over here it's in the sense that uh, they were settled on Har Ephraim. So in that sense, we label him in Afrati. Uh, so Al-Kongo has his own Pasuk. He is in a Shechad. He is destined to produce a great child. That means what? The godless Shavuot was not achieved based on Khan alone. Rashana with a union with a holy person called Elkanah. Is that um, Ephrati was saying on today as Ephrat? Well, it could be they and they called Ephrati based on uh, based on that Ephrat and Ephrati. But I mean, do you know who it really is? What is it? That I don't know. I don't know what, why and then why they named the city of Ephrat. That I don't know. So we have it, um, is that Frati now a term that sometimes used for a person on like a officer or on a high echelon? Right. So not in this sense. Very often that's uh, the lotion of Aluf. Alufe is a chief, is an officer. Over here it's used according to Kemat Ol Maforshim. It's used in the sense of uh, the geographic location, uh, or it's a connection to Ephraim, and that's what Rashi says. Another is shown him. It either has to do with the Yichus or it has to do with the geographic location. But we know from Devar Yomim, uh, when we trace the lineage, that of course Ochana was a descendant of Korach, a descendant of Shadol Levi, and that's why we mentioned Rashi and Korach. And Korach looked into the future, saw that Sholonovi would be among his descendants, and therefore he felt justified in challenging the authority of Moshe and Aaron. And now we turn to his wives, Veloshti Noshev. And he had two wives, Shemachas Khan and Shemashinas Penina. Why is it not Shemachas? Why Shemashin? All right, so that's what the Malbim points out. What Shemachas? The idea writes the Malbim, why don't I introduce Khan with the Heihayadia as we introduce Penino? And he says, I thought what happened? He took Khan first, and only after he took Khan and he wasn't able to have children with Khan. So what happened? Chana said, just like Sorimino gave over Hogar as a wife to Avram, and only afterwards was she zochah to a child. And let me follow suit and let me do the same thing. So she was the one who gave the Eitzah to her husband, Akano. Take Benino, Olai Bonemimeno, just like Sorimino did with Hogar. So Mela writes the Malbit. That's why it's what? It's not Shemachas. He had two special wives. He had one wife. The one wife was... There only was an achas. He only was interested in getting married to a woman. But yes, this is way before Chayvador Ben Gershom. And yes, and there was polygamy of people might take more than a wife. He never had an intention to take more than one wife. He only wanted what? 
It happened to be that he had two eyes. But the Navi wants us to know, His achas, there only was one. In the eyes of Akhana, it was Khana, and it wasn't his idea to take a second wife. But what? Shemashin is the second one. I was Panino only on the eighth of his first original primary wife, Khano. She's the one who suggested to broach the idea, you know, I'll take a second wife. And therefore, he took a second wife, a distinct wife, Panino, in order to have children. And he was successful. Vahila Panino, the Yuladu. And together with his now second wife, with Panino, he had a number of children. Well, Akhana in Yuladu, but Khana still didn't have children. Well, if he took a second wife, because he didn't have children, why the need to repeat it? Explains the Malbim. Because you might think that in that Gavaldigus of giving over Panina to her husband, Akana, whom she loved and adored, and making that sacrifice, so maybe the schus will be that she would have a child right away. That wasn't the case. Even after giving over Panina to her husband, Akana, still the Khana ain't Yaladim. But what happened? Panina had Yaladim. How many children did she have? Okay, uh, the truth is we have different Midrashim. Some say she had seven. Uh, the Yalkut says she had ten. And that's why, how many years was it before the birth of Shmuel? Writes the Midrash, the Yalkut Shimoni, uh, that Khan awaited 19 years before she had Shmuel. Hashem Yisborach gave her an Isayim the Fikocha. Hashem doesn't give anyone a test that they cannot handle. He will not ever break a person. Uh, but he will give whatever necessary so that individual can achieve shlemus. Hashah se'imu asar hashanim alo yolada. Writes the Yalkut here on Shmuel, on Sefer Shmuel. So we need the Medrash to fill in a lot of the blanks. Achana was married. Now Achana isn't going to give over a new woman until what? She's married for 10 years? You're going to give her 10 years? So she gave her 10 years and she didn't have any children. So not to Penino. She gave over Penino. And together with Panina, Akona had ten children. What did the Asar Banim? Not just a figure of speech, not just Derek Malitza Balma. The reason why Akona, as we'll see in just a few psukim, says to Khana, Aren't you, aren't I greater than, than you? My relationship with you isn't that better than having ten children. What was the ten children reference to? Are the ten children that were born to Emma Panina? And therefore what? Let's give eight years for all the pregnancy and one for the Iburo Shoshmuel. So Chana was married to Khan for 10 years. And then Chana brings Panina into the picture. And Panina has one child, two children, three children. And she has those 10 children over the course of nine years. When you're taking the Emei Tuman, you're taking the Emei, the gestation period, the pregnancy of So nine years pass, including eight years to have those 10 children of Panina. But then additional year when Chana then got pregnant after Panina's 10 children, and she gave birth to Shmuel. So that was a duration of 19 years. She waited 19 years until she had that child. So those are the 10, according to the Yalkut, the 10 wives, uh, of the 10 sons that Panina bore to her husband, Elkanah. And Elkanah in Yaladim. And still, Elkanah did not have children. So ask the Samsaifa. Samsaifa writing in his parish, on the Maksar, on the davening daftor that we have in Rosh Hashanah. All right, the Samsefer. Uh, that fascinating. Uh, why, as the Samsefer, do we write to Lachana in Yolodim? Why didn't it simply say Lachana in Vlad? She didn't have a single child. What do you mean Lachana? So again, in the Hakbola Saloshin, we would walk away and say the Novi Shmuel pended in such a fashion just to point out the contrast. For he lapinili Yolodim. Ulchana, but her counterpart, the first wife, Ain Yaladim, she didn't have children. But as the Samsefer, really, the Navi should have stated, Ulchana ain't Vlad, she didn't have any Vlad, she didn't have a child of her own. Explains the Samsefer that Chana looked at the children of Penino. And if we see that Hashem ultimately took away the children of Penino, it must be they were not such good children. And therefore, writes the Samsefer, because after all, even though Penino might have teased and annoyed Chana, to get her to Dauphin, but she acted yes in her mind, the Shem Shemayim, but it wasn't the right thing to do. She got punished. But if she got punished, what did the children do wrong? The children were not uh, such good children. 
And therefore, Lachana, what's Lachana in Yelodim? As she didn't have a Vlad, aye, but what about the children of Penina? In her mind, those aren't the children that I want. If I'm waiting all these years and I'm doubting all these years, I want to get a special child. I'd rather have one child who's a tzaddik than to have these ten children who are not tzaddikim. And therefore, we change the Lashon of Lachana in Vlad, Lachana in Yelodim, as she wants only one Vlad is all she's doubting for right now, but she doesn't want a Vlad to be done to the Yelodim of Penina. She wants something special. So what happens? Let's get to know Akon a little bit better. Continues the Nabi Shmuel and Posse Gimel. Aviola Ha'ishahu Me'iro Me'yomim Yamima. Ha'ishahu, that person, that special person. Our leave a city Me'yomim Yamima literally means from year to year. Amishona Lashona, he would go up to where? Obviously we're talking before the days of David and Shlomo. There was no base in Megdash. What did we have? We had the Mishkan. The Mishkan at the time of Akon and Chana was situated in Shiloh. So Allah Ha'ish, and again Ish, we know, connotes a sense of Chashivas, a sense of Gadlus, and notice he's Ish, with the prefix of the A, the A, Ha'yadiyah, the Allah Ish, so even though we say Ba'ayah Echad, why do we say Ba'ayah Ha'ish Echad? Why only now are we inserting the A? Because you know what his Gadlus was? The Gadlus when we were introduced to Kana was, we're talking about Ish Echad, he was designated for greatness to produce Shmuel Navi. And he was the God of Hador. But now we're hiding a new Hashivas. You know what made him special? Not just because he was a Tzadik. Not just because he was one of the Gedolei Hador. Aviola, in the process of going up to Shiloh, he was Ha'ish. Why is Ha'ish who? Because believe it or not, nobody else went up. Half of a fellow. They had a Mishkan situated in Shiloh. And there's Aliyah, the regular three pilgrimage festivals. It's a time to be all of the regular. And nobody went up, writes the Malbim. I want to tell you, there was nobody else but him. And we take up his family from year to year regarding the Moad and regarding the Shalos Regalah. That man, he was the only person who went from his city, from year to year. And why did he go? The Shtachavos. Why did he go? So, well, why do you go to the Mishkan? You go to the Mishkan to do what? To connect with the Kodesh Baruch What's the mitzvah of Aliyah the Regal? The whole singing in the beginning of Chagigal. Liras is Pnei Adon Hashem. To see and experience in an encounter, a rendezvous with the Divine, with the Shekinah. And yet what? Why does he go? Not just to bring Karbanas. And the Malcolm points us out, we have two distinct reasons. The Nabi tells us, he went up, number one, the Ishtachavos. He went up to David. What's Ishtachavaya? Pishat, he had died to prostrate himself. Before a Kodesh he went to go into David. When you want to David, where do you go? To the holiest place of the planet, to the Mishkan. And he bowed down outside to bring Karbanas, outside of the Karbanas that you would bring when you go up. He went up primarily, what, to David. It's not even the smoke to bring the Karbanas. And also the Ishtachavos, he went up. To go visit a Kaddish Baruch Hu. That's what he went up for. And by the way, once he was there, yes, for this Baruch Hashem, so goes with Shiloh. He would also shift the appropriate Karbonus regarding Kochag Bechag. But the main reason he went up was to Daphne. It's the story of Yeshua Arman, one of the last disciples of Rav Yitzchak Kudner, the Baal Pachad Yitzchak. So I mentioned a story Shabbos morning. Rav Hudner, we know, taught a lot of the Yeshiva world what Kavadah Torah was all about. Rav Hudner, after you walked out of Rav Hudner's office, you had to walk out backwards. And because that's Kavadah Torah, Rav Hudner taught what Kavadah Torah is all about. So we mentioned the story Shabbos morning, a true story that I heard from a Talmud of Rav Hudner. If you look in the Moshe Feinstein biographies, there's a picture of Menachem Begit uh, with some of his representatives meeting with Rav Moshe Feinstein, Rav Yaakov Kamenetsky, Rav Hudner, Rav Hudner, the Chevrei Moetzis Kedolei Torah and Ramosha Feinstein's small, Lower East Side apartment. What was the story? Menachem Begin, when he was Prime Minister of Israel, his press secretary called up Rabbi Yitzchak Kunder and said, Rabbi Hunder, with the Prime Minister of Israel, Menachem Begin, is coming to town. He's going to be speaking in the United Nations. Can you please gather together the Moetzis, the Kedolei Yisrael, he wants to seek their advice, their counsel. Can they please come down and meet him in a separate room in the United Nations? And Rav Hunter, he called the wrong person. Rav Hunter says, no, you don't understand. We do not come to Menachem Begin. If Menachem Begin wants to meet with us, Menachem Begin comes to the rabbis. 
the rabbis don't come to Menachem Begin. So he called off and he said, I'm sorry, but you can tell Menachem Begin to go to Ador Moshe Feinstein. I go to Ramosha's house, Rabbi Yaakov goes to Ramosha's house, Ravonim in the Bulls of a Rebbe. We all go to Rabbi Feinstein's house, he's the Goladol, the Posekadol. Menachem Begin goes to Ramosha's house. The press secretary says, Rabbi Hitler, you don't understand. We have all these security concerns. We can't bring the Prime Minister of Israel to a random little apartment in the Lower East Side. We got to check it. For security reasons, we have to do all scrutiny of the premises. No, says that do what you have to do. I said, sure enough, they had the meeting in Ramosha's apartment. You could see the picture in the different biographies of Ramosha Feinstein. I saw what happened. They had to clear out the entire apartment building to check it. And then the rabbis come into the building. They cleared out the whole apartment building. They had to do a security check. And then the gadolim were all inside the apartment and the security guards come in with the dogs. Hasavim says, what are you doing bringing a dog into Moshe's apartment? Says, Rabbi we have to sniff for bombs. We have to sniff for bombs. The prime minister of Israel, he can't take any chances. So we got to sniff. He says, you want bombs? And Rabbi points to Moshe Feinstein's Icarus motion and Diverse Roshua or Moshe's for it. And he says, you want bombs? I'll give you bombs. These are bombs right here. You're looking for bombs. You got bombs, bomb kashas, bomb t roots. You got bombs right here in the spar. Moshe Feinstein, you don't need to go searching. I mean, that's a story. You don't tell Rav Hunger uh, to go to the United Nations to meet up with Bacon. Bacon goes to the rabbis. So Rav Hunger had a Talmud. Rabbi Yeshua Arman put together all the beautiful Maharals. He was a, one of the final Talmudim of Rav Hunger, and he was coming up from Baltimore one time. And he was visiting Brooklyn. He had to take care of some errands. And he calls up his Rosh Hashivas, Remy. And he says, Remy, he says, I'm going to be in Brooklyn. I'm taking care of a few errands. Can I come see you and spend some time at the Rosh Hashiva? And he says, no. He says, no. He says, Rebbe, I'm going to be in Brooklyn. I'd love to spend some time. I'll make some time. He says, you don't come to Brooklyn. Do what you need to do. And Derek Agav, oh, and by the way, sir, let me meet with my Rebbe. You want to come up? You come up from Baltimore to meet with your Rebbe. After you finish meeting with your Rebbe, then Derek Agav, you can take care of all the things. But that's where you go. So I'm speaking somewhere in Baltimore next week. As I tell my Rebbe, who lives in Baltimore every time, before I go to Baltimore, I said, Rebbe, I said, I'm not going to speak. And there I go and go to speak. I said, Rebbe, what can I meet with you? I'm going to work out. The speech times are all after I meet with you. I then have to meet with the Rebbe. Then we can work out the other time. But that's what you have to do. All right, it's the mob. I mean, you know why Ailey went up? Not to bring Karbonas, not to enjoy the Karbonas, not for him. He went up first and foremost, Lishtachlos to Davin. He went up for a Kosh and to Davin, why La Shem Tzavakos? La Shem Tzavakos, because we see from Brokos, Taflam and Aleph, that when you want to ask for a child, or for something special, you refer to Hashem as what? Hashem Tzavakos, who Hashem controls all the legions of the world. He's got the Tzimi Shemayim, he's got the Thi, Malachi Tzavakos, he's got celestial angels, legions all over the world. He's got the universes, the sun, the moon, the stars, he's got everything. Hashem, you've got everything. Everything in the world is at your disposal. All I'm asking for is one child. Can I have one child? So when you want to daven for something special, you daven Hashem Tzavokos because you want to accentuate that Hashem controls everything. Hashem, you have such a magnificent world and you've displayed your omnipotence. All I ask for one little gift in this large world, a monosphenum. That's why Hashem Tzavokos, just to give a dugma. Isaac Asimov says, you think about planet Earth. It's amazing how Shem designed the world. How big is planet Earth? And vis-a-vis the larger universe. We know our universe is in the Milky Way. But we have billions and billions of universes. You know what planet Earth is in respect to the observable universe, writes Isaac Asimov in his book of Fabs. If you would take a single, think about a building. A building in Manhattan that would be 20 stories high and 20 blocks long. Okay, imagine going to Manhattan on a Sunday afternoon and walking 20 blocks straight and seeing something way bigger than Madison Square Garden and Jacob Javits Center, a building that would be 20 blocks long, uh, 20 stories high, and now go to the beach and pick up a single grain of sand. Drop that grain of sand inside that completely empty building 20 blocks long and 20 stories high. That one single grain of sand occupies more space in that building then planet Earth occupies in regards to our universe. Look what Hashem created. Why? <laughs> Is there extraterrestrial life something Ari Kaplan talks about? Is there anything in our Torah that says there can't be extraterrestrial life, but our universe revolves around planet Earth. That's our 
Mabat, our worldview perspective. But on Earth, yeah, we'll talk about the sun, moon, stars, but it's limited to our universe. So you want to say, Hashem, look who you created, legions and legions of universes, of worlds, of malachayon, billions of malachayon, billions of stars. Hashem, look who you created. It's nothing for you to create anything. So all I ask is one show. That's Hashem Tzavalka. So why did he go up? He went up to Daphne. And once he's there, of course, he did the mitzvah sayel, and he brought kavanas. He brought kavanas to Hakadosh Baruch Hu. He brought the shamei chagiga when he went out for the shalosh regalim, and he brought the kavanas, the shlomim, so that he could eat to benefit. As he bore, but he went up first and foremost to David and to share the kavanas. Hashem Tzavok goes where in Shiloh to the Mokom Mishkan, which resided in Shiloh, and nobody else went up. Why did no one else go up? That's the question. That's why we'll just finish the pasuk of Sham. Who was there in Shiloh by the Mishkan? Shnei b'nei Eli Chafni of Pinchas Kohanim Lashem. Why in the world do I need to know that seemingly extraneous fact? Points out the Malpit. Because we have to wonder, if you had a Mishkan, why is nobody going to the Mishkan? You know why no one's going? Because unfortunately the Kohanim Gedolim in that time were the sons of Eli Chafni of Pinchas and they were not Tzadikim, unfortunately. So people said, what do we need to go up? Uh, but it comes down to Rabbi Pearl Wines. So why did he go off? Terrence says, I'm not going up for the Kohanim. I'm going up for Hashem. Who cares about the Kohanim? So the Kohanim are not the best Kohanim. So they're not Sadiqim. I'm going up for God. But the other people say, if those are the leaders, we're not going up. Now Rabbi Pearl Wine has said this in speeches, writes it in some of his books. A big issue in Yiddishkeit is we don't mix rabbis with religion and we don't mix Jews with Judaism. All right, I just had a person recently who said, fine, I'm struggling with Yiddish guy because look at this, look what's going on in the Jews and the shit of Christ, isn't it? I said, you can have all the complaints in the world. I said, in the end of the day, you know why we do Yiddish guy? Not because you're bored to Jewish parents. You know why we do Yiddish guy? Writes the Rabbi Menuchus Chuba Perkei. Very straightforward. We do it because it's different MS because it's the others. Who wants to be an Ezra or deathbed at 120 and look back on life and say, I didn't live the MS? That's why we do Yiddish guy. It's the MS. I sometimes they're not great leaders, sometimes they're not great Jews, and Jews when I do bad things. And at the end of the day, we do Yiddish God because it's the MS. How you show he was the only one who went up for Leah Laregel. Why did he go up for Leah Laregel? Why to Damon Tashet? Why did no one else go up? Oh, because the leaders at the time, the Kohanim, Chofni and Pinchas, they weren't good people, they weren't good leaders. I saw what? This Yusha, I'm connecting to God. Who cares what's going on around me? That was what made him special. And as we'll see from the Midrashian, he would bring everybody else up. Unbelievable. All right, the Medrash. What was the Gaulus of Akana? Right, the Medrash, Tonid Vele, Yorab, and Perches, is written, attributed to Elio Novi. Akana would go up to Shiloh four times a year. Three times a year, Menat Tyro, Pesach, Shavuos, and Circus, the Sholos, Regolin. And he would go up a fourth time as an Adava just to Davant Hashem. Just to bring Karbanas, and he would bring up his whole family. But what would he do? He would go a different route every time so he could bring other people along with him, encouraging everybody else to go be Makaim and Leo the Regal. And that was part of his Galdos. That's why over here, Allah Ishu. Now we put the Hayyadiyah. He is an Ish, he is a Gabri, he is Choshevon. He is the only one who stepped up to the plate to continue to do the mitzvah, the Arisa, and the Regal, even though nobody else is interested in doing it. And more than that, he said, I'm not just going to do it for myself. I'm going to bring up other people with me. Yes, sir. It's just interesting. You're davening this call. I have a tremendous uh, migraine. Yeah. But it's what Hannah says that Tispala, maybe it's hinting the tefillah we learned from Hain, the way she's having. Not really about. Excellent. The point of Koch, excellent, excellent point. He did what he needed to do. But the Koch had tefillah. So many halokas and milkos tefillah. We learn that from Chana. Chana taught the world about tefillah. And that's what we'll get to. Excellent, excellent point. That there's something we yuchad about Chana and the koch of tefillah. Tefillah's Chana. That's Hashem we're going to get there. So that's what Aisha who did. He'd go from his city uh, from year to year. That means certainly the three regalim, but he would go up an additional time as well, writes the Medrash. Primarily to Davin. To Davin, why did he go? He wanted, even though he now, he had children. He had 10 sons through Penino, but he still wanted to daven because he wanted Chana to be happy. He went to daven for Khan. And it was that day. What does it mean, that day? As Rashi points out. It was one of the Moladim, meaning he went up for one of the Moladim. 
doesn't matter to us whether it's Pesach, Shavuos, or Sukkot. One of the times when he brought a korban, he would bring the Shami Chagigo, and part of the Shlomim is, you get to eat. He shattered, he had a korban shlomit. And now he had this great meat. What did he do with the meat? And he gave it to Penina Yishto. Well, we know that Penina is his wife. But he gave it to her what? As his wife. Meaning that's also highlighting he was a special person of Kano. That when he was given Penina Ayyadechano, he still viewed Penina as Ishto. That's part of the Galvis the Mepharshim point out. When it comes to Rochelimeno, Pashas Vayetze. Uh, what do we know happens in Vayetze? Aliyah says to Rochel, Oh, you want to do Da'ibani? You want to do the mandrakes of Rupe, my son? Are you taking my husband also? Now you want the man? Where are you take my husband? Aliyah, Rochel. Terence says, Rochel gave over the Samanid in such a fashion to her sister Leah that she made Leah believe that you are the destined wife for my husband, Yaakov. That you will be Ankarekach, that Leah said, Can you believe the audacity? Leah says to Rachel, You want to take in my husband. Leah, you're only there because of Rachel. Where's that curse of talk? Terence says, Rachel gave over the Samanim in such a manner, so discreetly, in such a sneeze type of way, that made Leah feel that Leah was always destined to be the wife of Yaakov Avinu. So too, Chana gives over Penina in such a way, and that's not just secondary, not just incidental. I'm giving you a Khan of Penina. And also the Penina Ishto, she is going to be his wife. Your Khan is his wife. So he gives Penina Ishto. And he gives portions of the carbonos, of the good meat, of the good food. He gives it to Penina, his wife, and to all her children, and to all the sons, the daughters. He gives to everybody. And what happened to Khan? Doesn't it say that Leah felt snua, that she was hated, that she hid, that she, she cried all the time because she cried? Yeah, she feels it because Yaakovino still viewed Rochel as the Icarus that carries the vice. So first we point out, of course, Yaakov didn't hate Leah, but with regards to the immeasurable, indescribable love that he felt to Rochel Imeno, she felt Snow accompanied that. But that wasn't coming mitzad Rochel. That was coming mitzad Yaakov. And by mitzad Rochel Imeno, she gave over the Sawan to make Leah, you are the one. You are the Icarite, and that's part of the godless of who's going to save Kaisal and Afro Sayyomim. Not Avram Yitzhak and Yaakov, who's going to be the one Rachel of HaKabanel, writes the Medrash and Echer Abbasi, it's going to be Rachel Imenu, who sees Kali Yisrael. Nobody demonstrates Messiris Nefesh. Part of the Messiris Nefesh is the Medrash even says she was under the bed as Yaakov was consummating the match. She made it all happen and she gave over the Samanit. Mamash was Messiris Nefesh and she didn't even know at the time that Yaakov Imenu, that her father loved him, would ever give her over to Yaakov Imenu. She gave up her whole life, her whole career, everything, because I can't embarrass my sister Leah. Hashem is Baruch, if I gave that over for my sister, and you have to have Rachimim on Kla Yisra. But Mitzad Yaakov, of course, his main love was for Rachel Imenu. So what did Okana do vis-a-vis his main wife, Chano? Chano, there only was one portion to give. But he gave it a pie. Now over here, we have a discrepancy in the Rishonit and in the Achronit. And most of them learn Matsuda Siyam Yilosh and Panin. All right, so Matsuda David, what's the Loshan of Apayim? It connotes the sense. Amonachas miyukhenes biyofi. What's Monachas? Lachani yitim Monachas. Just say Lachani yitim Mona. Right, so Matsuda's David Monachas means there was only one like it. The best piece, the best, the filet mignon, the best piece of steak. Monachas. Do I know what? I'm giving the best piece. Just like we have a dinner, the Kiddash, though. The Gemara says four times in Shas, Yvonus. Uh, in the Dharma Samach Beis, Waikot and Chalches, Hori Yossi Beis, Awan Beis, and Gitan and Testament Beis, Kidashto, we give the best piece of cake, you got to give to the coin. You got to give the best piece of steak to the coin. He gave Manachas the best portion. He saved always for his main wife, Chano. But now just that, Apayim, right? So it's David. What's Apayim? Hara'uya lakavalosa besever ponem yafos. What does Shammai tell us at the end of Perkal and Perkeyavos? Have you makabos konim zebra ponim yafos? We greet everybody with a smile, with a warm uh, demeanor, a composition. You have to greet everyone, writes the Miri. Even if you're not so happy, make everyone savor ponim yafos. What savor? Savor that the individual whom you are greeting feels in their mind that you are the happiest person. You're so happy to see them. That's a pie. He mama showed his face to Ayuwak. He gave the gifts to Penina because she happens to be his wife. He gave the gifts. Notice, it doesn't say to all his sons and his daughters. 
he gave to her sons and her daughters. I gave them gifts, but the most precious gift of all, the best piece, the finest mona, I want to walk the manachas apayim that he gave us in front of He gave it with all of his love. And why? As the Novi continues, ki eschano ahev, Hashem sogarachma, because he loved Chano with all of his heart. He had all that love for Chano, and yet Hashem closed her room. I wasn't able to have children. This is already after the 10 years, after she already had all these children. So we're talking about approaching 19 years. And what? Even though Hashem Sagarachma, he never stopped loving the love, did not diminish one iota. So most of them, of course, you understand, Apayim is to be understood in a positive sense. Rashi, the Mitzvah is David. It was the Chalek that was Bokhir, the chosen piece. Haroi the scalpel was saved upon Miofus. He gave it over with a geschmack with his pot. He was so happy to give over to Chama the best piece of steak in the house. But right, the Malbum, there's another interpretation. And what is Apai? He cites the Radak of David Kibchi, who quotes his father. That what? He would give it to Pe'etzev Acharona. Why? Not because he was angry at Chama. He would give it in such a way to say, Chana, here's the piece. But he would be angry and upset in himself. I wish I could give you more. I wish I could give not just to you. I wish I could give to your children. So the contrast was painful, writes the Malbim, quoting the Radak, was painful for a Kona. I just gave to Penina Yishti, and I gave all her bonim and all her bonos, and the Khan eating monachs. I gave her the best piece, but he gave it a payim. Because he was sad every time he went over to Chano and said, I'm giving you the best piece of steak. I wish that I had more gifts that I could give your children as well. And that's what caused him the pain. And that's a lost enough. Apayim Hashem is erach apayim, slow to anger. He was angry at himself. He was upset, disappointed in himself that he couldn't give more portions uh, to her children. And why? Because he had all this Ava for Chano. And closed all because we still needed more tefillos. But if he believed that Hashem was the one who would do it, he went an extra time to go to Daven to him. Yes. Why would he hear you? He's angry himself. It must be still. I know my Khan is such a tzadikus. If Khan is such a tzadikus, why don't I have the source to build through her? Why did Hashem not give us the rights? And sometimes uh, the answer is, as we mentioned, there were dumb score last week. Why did it take 90 years to produce a Yitzchak? Sarah Mina was a Tzedek, it's cool on Shobal Natomashi. I know, okay? Why did Hashem punish her? And that's what the Mal, the Yalkut picks up on. It didn't punish, but there were dumb score based on the matter says, to produce a Yitzchak, who's going to be the continuation. Every, the Mal, Hamalas, the Salt, and the Yitzchak is going all out. I want to stop. See, he was trying to be Makadre to do everything he could. It took 90 years. Well, we said the Medrash, Avram was 25, Sarah was 15. It took from 15 to 90, 75 years of Daphne. Half of them a fellow. Until she got answered. That's why we mentioned, I believe the other week, Rapam's famous bar, that Rashi says when Sarimino got answered, that every barren woman's womb was also opened up and every chalo was in a swap. Why? So Rapam, such a beautiful Rapam type of art. Because Sari Mina was going to be happy. She wasn't going to be happy if her tefillas were answered. But nobody else got answered. And therefore, to make Sari happy, Hashem had no choice. But to answer everybody else's tefillas, that's her be happy. That's what palms most of far. But what really happened on a metaphysical plane? All right? The Maharami Prague. You know why everybody else got answered? Because Sari Mina died her heart out. The tzaddikist that she was. From 15 years old to 90, for 75 years, those tefillos, we know no tefillah goes unanswered. So what happened to all those tefillos? We can have a davening today. You might have davened with such kavona shacharis that you could have saved an Israeli soldier on the battlefield in Gaza. And when we get up to Shemayim, and when Mashiach comes, and we get up to Shemayim after 120, and we're going to say, Hashem, I gave you so many tefillos, what happens to them? Hashem's going to say, what do you mean? You remember Monday morning, May the 15th? When you davened at home, and you had special commander with all you tell him, let me show you the soldier in Gaza whose life you saved because of your chakras here 7,000 miles away. Writes the Marami Prague, you know what happened after 75 years of Sarimena davening? She, with all her accumulated tefillahs, broke through all the machitzas and shamayim. When it was her time to get her child, she released such shefa. All the doors of shamayim opened up, and the mela, it broke down all the machitzas, and everybody else got their tefillahs answered. Because every single tefillah does something. 
No tefillah goes to waste. So Elkano loves his wife, Khanu. And yet Hashem, he says, Khanu is still better why? Because we're waiting for something special. To produce a shmuel, it's going to take a lot of tefillahs. It's going to take a lot of years. But of course, Panina doesn't know what's going on. Panina doesn't know the greatness of Khanu. And what does she do? Unbelievable. Her rival, her rival, her other wife, what does she do? Provoked her, got her to become angry. Gam kas, kas over kas. Continuously provoked her. Why? In order to irritate her, in order to bother her, to disturb her. Why? Kisagar Hashem biad rachma. Hashem calls the Racham Panino as the Medrash fills in the blanks. Why Panino? Married Alkana. Now, if Chana gave over Panino, obviously Panino was, was a righteous woman. If Alkana was the, one of the Gedolei Ador, Avado Panino had to be something special. She was. But she thought, what? Let me provoke Chana. And when did it come? Specifically at this time. When? They all went up to Davin. I writes the Malbim. What was the Kavano? They went up to the they went up to Davin, to Shiloh, to the Mishkan, to the Shechino. And Panina saw Chana davening. So she wanted to get Chana to Davin with even more kavan. Uh, even more kavan. So you know what she did? She provoked her and said, Oh, Chana, oh, did you, uh, what nice clothing did you get for your children today? Oh, look at these portions I have for my children. Where are the portions for your children? And all that pain. And the terrorists says, why did Panina get punished? Because Panina, we don't play God. We don't play God. Our job, if you saw Salanta is, you take care of everybody else's gashmis. You take care of your own ruchlis and take care of everybody else's gashmis. That's your job. Your job is you take care of every other yid and you don't play God. You never tell a person, you don't go to a base of hell and say, you know what, your relative died? It's because of this sin. Because they, no, you go to me, Menachem. That's why you go. You leave up everything else to HaKadosh Baruch Hu. Mela, that's why she got punished. So her intent was the Shem Shammai. But what happened? This wasn't just a one-time thing. Penino, perhaps one time we could forgive you. But this happened year after year. The four times they went up, they went up to the home of HaKadosh And that's what we're stressing. They went up to the Mishkan. Notice we don't call it the Mishkan. And they went up to the base Hashem. They went up to the place to David. At Hashem's home, we went to connect with Hashem in his home. And to connect Hashem, you came up, give me the Sarachimeh. this is the time to daven. And what would she do? Uh, so every time they went up to daven in order to stir her, to get her, uh, to daven with even more kavano, she would continuously provoke her to get her upset, to get her angry. To the extent, she would start crying below Sochol and she wouldn't eat. So one thing, if you wanted to say Hannah, maybe Davin a little harder, but to cause her continuous pain, to throw, show off all, look at all my children's pictures, oh, look at all that, look at all the new clothing I got them for Yotit, look at their new shiny shoes, look at all the gifts that I got there. So what would she do? She would be brought to tears, and she wouldn't eat. And that's the pain, and she would have to suffer because of it. That why was the extra word ba'ad The other pasuk just says the sagara. Sagarachma, yes. She should have just been perhaps almost like against her. I hear. I hear Okay, okay. I hear. I hear. Then there was she did a ba'rachma because she wanted her. I reckon ba'ad standing is saying can I get? I hear. It can be. Can I get a rechem? So that's what she would do. A year after year, when they would go up to the base Hashem to Davin, she would provoke her, irritate her, and Hannah would cry and would not go ahead and eat. Now we mentioned in the past uh, the story how Rav Aaron Kohler said, and there was only one time, and that a chosid got the best in Rav Aaron Kohler. And Rav Aaron Kohler said a chosid once got it. And what was the story? He says there were Simcha Burimi Peshischa that told us Hasidic. The one time he had such an amazing davening that he felt so close to Hashem he could bring Mashiach. And he wanted to bring Mashiach. And instead of davening a little harder at bringing Mashiach, he said, I can't bring Mashiach. Why? Because he envisioned and that if I bring Mashiach today, 
Hamashiach, Melech Hamashiach is going to come. We're going to make a big suda as well, Hamashiach. And all the Gedolim, all the Rabbanim, all the Admorim, the Hasidic Shirebas, the Tzadikim, they're all going to gather at a table. And the Olivisol, the Abderab, the Zokin Yador is going to be at the head of the table. And he's going to be seated right next to Melech Hamashiach. And he's going to turn to the Mashiach and say, Who brought you here? And he's going to point to that Poshid or young Rabbah, Simcha Bornim, at the end of the table and say, You see that Rabbah Simcha Bornim? His Kochatvila brought me here. Now, if you think it's crazy, it's not crazy. The Zohar says in Parshish Noah, one base Knesset can bring Mashiach. You don't need all guys, so one shul, one base Knesset, one shulah can bring Mashiach. We hope, we hope it'll happen. Right? I met Hashem from the white shul. All the white shul, kola kola gamanim, one shul can bring Mashiach to Canaan. So if someone would have said, my Kehila and I, we daven with such passion today, we can bring Mashiach. You know why? Because we thought Mashiach's going to come. And now the Rebbe is going to say, well, Jesus is going to say, Simcha Bornim, it's going to cause him a little bit of pain. And I can't cause that pain to the Golda Hador, to the Aftawa. And he's going to say, he bought Mashiach, and I wasn't able to bring Mashiach, and it's going to cause him a little bit of tsar. So I said, better to hold back Mashiach than to cause the Aftawa a little bit of pain. So Rambari Kola says, I don't believe this story. And you're telling me, Simcha Bornim, me Pashisha, wouldn't bring Mashiach? I guarantee you the after will be bocha. I'll be bocha, yeah? I'll, I'll take the pain. For Mashiach, I'll take the pain. It's okay. What's going on? He says, I'll bring you where I am. Moshe Beiru, the momentous encounter by the burning bush. And Hashem Yisbrook says, it's time to take the Jews out of Mitzrayim. And Moshe Beiru says, Shlach me Yatishlach. Send him an hour and a coin. Send him my older brother. He's three years older than I am. I don't want to be the one to send him out. And Hashem says, no, you got to send him out. The Medrash says... And Moshe, if you don't take them out now, I'm not taking the Jews out of Mitzrayim now. There's not going to be any gula now. You're the one. And if you don't want to be the one, the gula is not coming right now. Moshe says, in that case, then don't bring the gula. Valen Kola says, you got me. I can't believe there's such a menrish. You forgot that menrish. So what's the pshat? The pshat is Moshe Bainer says, it can't be that we waited 210 years all to get to a gula that has to cross the bridge of causing my tzaddik of a brother Aaron even a minuscule amount of pain. That's not the Gula Shlema. That's where Rasim Chubur meant. Not that we're giving all Mashiach. Hashem, we dominate all these years. It can't be that Mashiach's going to come derech the bridge of causing the Gula during the after of an ounce of pain. That's not the Gula. Uh, the Emistik Gula cannot be a Gula Shlema. What's a Gula Shlema? You notice we take an esrog, and esrog is the only thing in the world where we have Allah. It's the only thing in all the pages of Tanakh that described the Be'etzim as being beautiful. Pre-Etzim. This Hedder Mitzvah by all the Mitzvahs so the only thing that intrinsically is beautiful is the esrog. I even heard from a Baal who told me that his father, as a scientist, his father did research there's only one fruit in the entire world that has no natural insect enemies. Believe it or not, the esrog is the only fruit in the world that has no natural, you don't need any spray insecticides. There's no bug that naturally is attracted to the Esrog. Esrog is the only halach in all of the tiny images. It can't be chosur amashu. You can have a hal on Shabbos. It's missing a piece. It's still called the shole. It's only missing a little chip. An Esrog that's missing a kol shu is an Esrog that's posso. Mishnah, sukkah, So you can't be missing a little bit. So notice where's the remez. Many chasidists is far and right. All the things we ask for shlema so where? And the word Esrog. Aleph, Tav, Reish, Gimel. Aleph, Emunah, Shlema. Tav, Tshuva, Shlema. Reish, Refua, Shlema. And Gimel, Gula, Shlema. So we know, what's, what do you mean Shlema? Either you believe or you don't believe. What's Emunah, Shlema? Emunah is, when the great Blondini, back in 1846, was crossing over Niagara Falls for the first time. So Harry Calcourt, his agent, his press agent, his PR guy said, Great Blondini, Charles Blondin. He said, The Guinness Book of World Records, the first one to cross over Niagara Falls, tightrope walker. And he said, Great Blondini, you could, the best would be, call over all the media outlets and cross over with someone going piggyback. He says, You believe I could do it, Harry? Of course, Niagara Falls, somebody on my back, someone on my back, right? That I'm subject to all his whims and movements, etc. says, yeah, Blondini, I believe you can do it. Do you really believe I can do it? He says, yeah, you could. He says, so then you'll go piggyback. I didn't mean me. I didn't mean me. So, oh, you believe, but you don't believe. Amona Shlemah is, I'm willing to put my life on the line for it. Thank you, there's Amona, there's Amona Shlemah. 
And if you look at the old Guinness Book of World Junkies, the mouthpiece of Charles Blondin, the great Blondini, he's crossing over Niagara Falls with his agent, Harry Colcord, on his back. On that's a Munich Schlegel. How was Chubber Schlegel? You can do Chubber, writes the writes the Ramo, Elfus Chubber, for a base, like a base. Our Chubber you follow all of the Haroto Vidoy as you say, Kabul on the ball. Chubber Schlegel is what's got to be in the same exact situation. A person does Chubber years later when you're doing it in the same strength, it's not necessarily Chubber Schlegel. Our wants are a fool. People can never afford. They could get out of the hospital and get married to us. So most of everyday life, it's not a fool. Shleima is legamri, at least as good as they were before they went into the hospital. And what's a gula shleima? Gula shleima is legamri. Gula shleima is, I don't just want a gula. I don't just want to go to, I want it to be shali. Shali means perfect. That means it's not going to have to cross a bridge of causing all the yidim pain. That's a gula shleima. So, that's, Penina was wrong in what? If Chana is going to get her Tvilas answered, it's got to come from Chana, Chana and Okono. It can't be what? You give her strength and you give her chizik. That's the job of the Tzorah. That's the job of a wife. That's the job of any Jew. You give her chizik, comfort, and motivate her and encourage her, but you don't irritate her. You don't cause her pain. And for that, she got punished. So Elkana saw her pain year after year. isha. Isha, notice what? Ha'ish, Shalom. And the end of the day, yes, Hanasa, Lepinili, Yishto. But who is his main wife? Eschana, Ahav. So he turns to what? Isha. And the end of the day, Akona's main wife is Hana. And he says, Hana, my dear wife, Hana, you're so filled with chay. All right? Lama Sifki. No, Hana, Lama Sifki. It's a term of endearment to call on a person's name. We know the best sound any person likes in the world is the sound of your name. Right? So instead of calling, you could be anywhere. And when someone calls out your name, you instantly turn. You instantly turn. It's automatic. Everybody turns. It's amazing. I can be walking down the street. And even though most people might call me Rabbi Father, if I hear the name Eitzah, it's an always turn around. Rabbi when he was walking down the street. If somebody called out Avram, because it was another Avram walking in the same store of the street, Rabbi would turn around. Who would call Rabbi Avram? But he heard his name. A person's always responding to a name. A name is a term of endearment, not just any name. Uh, but what is her name? Chana. What does Chana mean? She is filled with chain. So yes, when we get to her tefillah, we'll talk about Chana's Rashi Tevis in Akadim. Chala, Nida, Halaka, Saner. The three main mitzvahs of a woman. Chala, Nida, Halaka, Saner. The Gemara Brachas. Laman Alpha may she even use the source of those three mitzvahs of Anisha uh, to bring about her conception or birth of Shmuel on Navi, but Chana literally means hey where do we find a similar Lulashen? Chosen Kala. Why do we call Chosen Kala? Chosen Kala. Anybody know where it comes from? Rochai Kanevsky explain, you know what we call a Chosen Chosen? We have the Lashen, his spoil. His spoil is the reflexive. We're not just Daphne's Mifalel, Amit Palel. When we Daphne, we transform our existential sense of self, our being becomes transformed into a different person. I miss Paula when we dive, we don't just dive into God. We become a walking tefillah. David Melchan tell him, Kavtes Posigdalit, Vani Tefillah. He was so immersed in tefillah, he became a figurative, metaphorical walking tefillah. I miss Paula. A chosen is so filled with chayin that he's what? Chasan mischanein, right? So Chayin Kanevsky, he is saturated with chayin. And why do we call a kala kala? What do we find in Yemriya? Part base, posig base. Avas kulosayach. Lefte hacharim abibar. What's avas? Kulosayach. All encompassing love. Kula hakol. Kala osios hakol. She has all the love in the world. Kala nemachasudo. Chosin kala is someone who is mischanein and someone who has all the love in the world. That's chosin kala. Interesting. And the lotion of Tanakh. What do we call a bride and a groom? We don't call him a chasen kala. Yes, in Shemar Brachas we do. That's chazal. Oh, that's in chazal. That's in chazal. But in the terminology, ish and isha bal v'ishto. So if Yitzhak Zilberstein, in the same two chayavim parshas Bolak, he asked his brother, the Rechaim Kanevsky, why in Loshan Tanach is a chasen a son-in-law? Chosen Moshe is a father-in-law. Yisro's chasen is Moshe Rebbeinu. A Yehuda and Tamar Kalaso. A Kalal is a daughter-in-law. Why do we use the Lashonos, the terminologies of Chosen Kalal, to apply to a daughter and son-in-law when we use them for what? Bride and a groom? 
explain Rechai Kenersky, the Sarah told to his brother, Lord Yitzchak Zilberstein. Achosin is Milosh and Chain, he is saturated, inundated with Chain. Kala is all about Avas Kumul, the Sakhanol, Kamsilo. To tell me that there's Chain and Ava between a bride and a groom, I don't need the Torah to be Machanish, no? That's axiomatic. That's self-evident. That's why they got engaged. Why are they engaged? Why do they want to get married? Because there's unbelievable love, chen and ava, between the two of them. Where do I need the chiddush? That his son-in-law should take the chen that he has in the eyes of the kala, and he should be saying to always give chen in the eyes of his father in and the eyes of his in-laws. And the kala should always be zolcha, and to produce the same ava's kala, the in the eyes of her in-laws. That's why I need the chiddush in the eyes of the shirk. And the eyes of the shrink and the eyes of the in-laws. That's why I need that the chosen should be malachin in the eyes of his mother-in-law. That's why I need the chiddush. The old famous word. And people say, uh, the rabbi gets up to speak before Pesach. Says, everyone going to the hotels for Pesach, I wish you a chag kosher. I know it's going to be basimcha, but I hope you have a kosher hotel. I wish you a chag kosher. Anyone who's saying, oh, I know you're going to have good kosherists. I wish you a chag sameach. Even though your friends are in hotels, and they're in Greece, and they're in Spain, and Italy, and Switzerland, and you're staying at home, I hope you have a Chag Sameach. But of course you have a Chag Kasha. And they say, what happens if you say, oh, with your mother-in-law, I wish you a Chag. <laughs> the Chos and Kala is produce the Chain and the Abonais of the in-laws, and that's the Loshim HaMikra. Rabbi Feinerly, in-laws continue to view their children, their in law children, as Kalsan and Kala. Beautiful. Same way you felt when they were married. That's how you got to continue to feel. And Ejiru would call in-law Amin. Because we have to be warmed. Beautiful. MSMSMS. And where do I used to say, no, the Amara in-law. Amara. I'm very good. I'm very good. That Chayin and Ava always has to be there. So look at these terms of Adira. Vayumar law. He turns to her. And Akana Isha, Akana turns to her saying, oh, what, I am your husband, you are my wife. My dear Chana, Moli Chain, Aloma Sipki, why you cry? Contrast this with Yaakov's response to Rochel. Now the Ramban writes that Yaakov got punished. And he was angry. And what? Kach Odin Esamikos writes the Mimshan, Yaakov got punished. Akana gets rewarded in the end of the day. Look at how he turns, how he faces, turns to his wife. My dear Chana, Lama Sifke, you're filled with chayin. I love you. Why are you crying? Sokli, and I'm concerned you're losing weight. You're not eating. I gave you the best piece of prime rib. I gave you the filet mignon. And why are you not eating? What's the ultimate husband? The one who sits down with his wife on the couch and is ready to listen and to be, to be sympathetic and have a look. And this is the Duma. El Khan the He doesn't say, eat the chuleh. What does he do? Calls out her name. Oh, why are you crying? I want to know why you're crying. He knows why she's crying. He knows why she's not eating. He needs to tell her what she wants to be turned to. What? Look at his compassion. Loma Sibki, Loma no Sokli, Loma Yira the Why are you so brokenhearted? Why, God, I want you to know. Hello, Anochi. My Anochi, my sense of self, all of me. Is it not Tovloch? Is it not good for you? That Asara Bonim is the matter of sense because Panina had Asara Bonim. And you think Chana because Panina, uh, your co wife, gave me 10 children, you think I love her more? Even though Rochel was worried about that because Lay was giving all the children. Alcona says, Panina just gave me 10 children. But Aloha, Nochi Tavloch, me Asara Bonim. Am I not? I'm better for you than 10 sons. And that is uh, the compassion. That is what. How Connor feels. So let's just close with the following part because it's no Gaya and Yodi Diyomo. We know that we're finishing up Spiras Omer. We lost 24,000 Taminim of Rabbi Kiva. Ashlon no go covet Zelazer. I, why were they treated punished so harshly, so severely? Because your Rebbe was Rabbi Kiva who talked the world the Atul Rechel Kamokha. He's the one in the Sephron, Kenosha, Perkyat, Tespus, Yilches, the Atul Rechel Kamokha, Zekhal Golbatorah. And you messed it up? How could you not listen? You're already taught the world out in the way. You didn't give the appropriate covenant, and they were treated severely. We have a kasha. Rebel Pavarsky at a shiver broch as he quoted Rabbi Yechesko Sarna the Chevron Rosh Hashiva. And Rabbi Akiva, every child in Cheder and Beisak, everybody in school, everyone knows it's a song, we sing it, we know it, we live it, we breathe it. Is there any honest Jew who can raise his or hand and say, and yes, Hashem, I was Makai, we had to the Lachikamah. 
So our Kerry Catholic Lord Chancellor Manalf, when the knockery comes to Hillel and says, Hillel, convert me some of all 613 riches in one thing. What does he do? That which is hated unto you, don't do it anymore. Ask them, show them, show them a fortune. Why don't you just tell me after the Hillel? And the answer is, because we can't do it. You can't really love another Jew like you love yourself. You can't. But you know what you can do? That which is hated, detested unto you, don't do unto somebody else. But Hashem told me, after the there has to be a key. Where is the key, my bathroom? And a wife. Excellent. What did we say before we know Chasin and Kalas, Chasin and Makalo? And before we know them, is the first turn before we get to Chain and Alpha, before we get to Chasin and Kalo, we know them as what? Juxtaposed to a double lotion of Simcha. Samech, the Samach, Raymove. Ramashik Shivas 8a, Raymove, says that the friends who love one another. That's how they bring down the Shina. Alpha is Gematra 13. Echlitz, Gematra 13. When the Chosen loves the Kala, and the Kala loves the Chosen, it's 13 to 13, 26 years. Kevodke brings the Shina, Salty and Zion. Who's the one who tells us that when there's love between them, the Shina resides in the house? Who's the one? Rabbi Akiva. Ishvi Shazachu, Ava Shuri Yabanayim, Shina Shuri Yabanayim. It's the same Rabbi Akiva. Writes the Gemara Kedushim Amal of Amal. We have a Locha. You're not allowed to get married until you see the Kala. Why? Amarado. Also, the Kadishi Sha'achi Yerano, Shema Tutsubadavar Muguna, but Tescano Bayo. Maybe it's going to see something saying, in Hasidic circles, you still have to be in the living room for 20 seconds, like two minutes, five minutes, you got to see? All the old case, right? They would walk to Chosser on one side of the street, they come on the other side of the street, there's a case of a Chosser walking on the street, the Mayor Sharab, and he saw his friend Yako, and he said, Yako, I just saw your wife, she's a block in front of you. I just saw her. He says, Yeah, I know, we're taking a walk together. And so in some circles, yeah, Chosid Gala, they don't want to be on one side of the street, but you still have to be kind of Ocha. In fact, there's an amazing case that I spoke to Ruby Feinstein, who verified it. Ruben Feinstein said, there was a woman who was there in Radin who told my father, Moshe Feinstein, the story. There was a blind boy in Radin. True story. I heard it from Ruben, who heard it from his father, Moshe. There was a blind boy in Radin who was a teenager, and the Chavetz Chaim said to Moshe, when you get married, I'm going to be a Masada Kedush. He says, Rebbe, he says, he's, he's blind. What are the chances he's going to get married? So he gets older, and every time he would visit the Chavetz Chaim, the Chavetz Chaim would say, Moshe, remember we have a deal? I'm your Masada Kedush. And it's not like the Chavetz Chaim to insist he's going to be Masada Kedush. Alone, alone, he's now in his 20s, and Hashem, he sparked him, Zamek Zibukim, sends Moshe a Kabbalah. And Chavetz Chaim, oh, he brings over his Kabbalah to Chavetz Chaim, Chavetz Chaim, he says, remember? I'm the Masada Kedushin. I'll fast forward two months, they get married in Radin. And the Chavetz Chaim is the Masada Kedushin. And the Chavetz Chaim is about to start the Brochas under the Chobot. And he turns to Moshe and he says, Moshe, take a look at your color. Moshe says, Rabbi, he says, he says, I'm blind, I can't see my color. Says the Gemara says, Asim Kaddish Isha Achirad. You have to see your color. He says, Rabbi, I can't see. Says, Hashem, Moshe wants to be Mekayim Dalocha. He wants to fulfill Dalocha. Also, the Kaddish Yishachirena, he can't see her. Moshe, do you see her now? Rabbi, I could see her. And he was able to open up his eyes and see his cup. Chavetz Kayim was Gozer HaKadosh Baruch Hu and Moshe, and that's why he said, I'm going to be a Masada Kedush. Because Chavetz Chaim said, I'm Lehman Hazal. And I know Moshe's it's elder. And the Chavetz Chaim says, Moshe has to see his wife. Hashem, Moshe has to see his wife. And Moshe, and this woman said she was at the Chazal. And she told the story to her Moshe Feinstein. And Moshe shared it with his children. She said, I saw a miracle happen. A blind boy was healed by the Chavetz Chaim underneath his Chavetz. Also, the Kaddashi Shachi and Fashalim Bayis. We want to know that they like what they see. And yet the Gemara doesn't stop there. The Gemara says, Asks Rabbi Yechesko, so what do you know? What's the Gemara have to go? What did Gemara just say? You have to see her. Why? Because you have to know that she's going to be okay to you. What do you have to add? And the Torah says, I don't know Explain to Yechesko, sir. Because nobody can really say, you're buying a brand new car. Do you buy a brand new car for everybody on your block? When you go in and buy yourself a new piece of jewelry, a nice diamond bracelet, let me get it for all my friends and neighbors. Right? It doesn't happen. I have to look at you know why? Because at the end of the day, we don't love everybody else like we love ourselves. There's only one person we can love like we love ourselves. Ray Mahuvin, ah, a husband and a wife. 
Hey, come on, one another. Ishto kegufo. I believe it or not, writes the Rokeach, the Gematria. Oh, you have to learn how Kamocha is. Gematria. Ishto kegufo. Because in the end of the day, there's one way to be Makayin. That's why the Torah goes by to explain the Christus Arna. Alagur says, you know, we have to see it because this is the one place. And then you know, you can get him to Shemayim and say that I, I love somebody like I love myself. Same when I went over to my son with Joe Rosak, all of a shalom. Uh, 30 years ago, I said, Saba, what a great tie you got. You had a beautiful floral tie. I said, Saba, what a nice tie. I said, how much does the tie cost? He said, $500. This is 30 years ago. I said, Saba, you paid $500 for a tie? He says, no. He says, I like the tie, but I went shopping with you, Safta. And for me to get the $100 tie, I had to buy her a $400 dress. So this tie cost me $500. And he was willing to buy the $400 dress to get that one. Why? Because a person, only a spouse, is willing to spend more on the spouse than they own themselves with the same found. That's the ultimate key after the Hakanacha. That's what Kona. Hakona says, Loma Sidki, Loma Yiru Lavobek. At the end of the day, more than the children, more than Penina. I hear the king in my life. Why are you crying? Why are you not eating? Why is your heart broken? Am I now to the one for you? Choice to pick up her spirits, but what happens? It doesn't work. And thus we'll continue with Pasuk Test the next time. At the end of the day, as she goes, as we'll see in Pasuk Test and then Pasuk Yod, she is still a Morris Nafesh, but what does she do? But to spell Al Hashem. Not El Hashem, but Al Hashem. Ubocho Sivkem. Not just the crying we saw before about Tivke. This time it's a double continuous crying. Bocho Sivke. Chada will step up to the plate and teach the world what the ultimate feeler is all about. And after 19 years, she will bring the greatest Navi from the days of Moshe Rabbeinu. She will bring the greatest Navi into the world. We call her Tfilas. We'll get to Tfilas Chada. That'll be a match on next.